Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Options Trading for Income for December 27th, 2021, episode 860. Before we get going, I'd like to remind you the presentation is for educational purposes only. We're not broker dealers or financial advisors, and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial, and please make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also, note that any results and or trades in this presentation are hypothetical computer simulated trades. They're believed to be as accurately represented as possible. Keep in mind that live results can vary from similar results for many different reasons. So first of all, I hope everybody had a great Christmas this year. Anybody who celebrated it and anybody who doesn't celebrate it, hopefully you had a nice day off from the markets. Also would like to welcome our new members and our special guests. We have our Options Trade Frankham open house today. So we have some newer prospective members on the line here. So I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about, first of all, for the new members, encourage you to watch your welcome video and, your, and review your materials. Also review your stage videos, choose your stage, read and follow along with your stage guidelines. Make sure you review that fit trading library for the videos that are appropriate for your stage. There's a lot of fantastic information in there. And also encourage you to ask questions, request coaching, and take advantage of your coaching opportunities. We have lots of opportunities, including asking questions in any of the webinars that we hold. We have some free public one-on-one coaching. And we also have discounted one-on-one private coaching for our members and the self-coaching, of course, you have access to over a thousand archive videos just with the Go membership alone. Okay. So lots of, lots of uh, information and uh, good information in there to help you out. So the way that this webinar works for our special guests here is we have a trade entry schedule. So we cover 12 different trading strategies real time. So we, tr- we cover them week by week. And since there are 12, we don't cover every strategy every week. What we do is we enter a strategy in any particular monthly cycle, and we cover that strategy through its entirety. During that time, if anybody would like to see, if you're a member and you'd like to see that trade in, 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 in its entirety, if you come in and join, then you would just go back to your back sessions and you can follow that. Anybody who would like to see any trade, for any monthly cycle and any of the strategies, you can put that, you know, post that into the forum and we can cover that for you. Or you can also talk in the chat. So and while I'm speaking about the chat, we can use the chat function if you have any questions during today's presentation here. So these are the strategies that we come and we cover. And we'll talk about what we're covering for this particular meeting as we move along here. Also, I would like to remind everybody that enrollment is now open for 2022. So that's for January 20 of 2022. And if you're interested in becoming a member or changing your membership, now's the time to do it. So you can come up and let us know that and get that done. We also, in this meeting here, this is kind of our core meeting. So we're just going to quickly go over what we have coming up for January for meetings. So our January trading with the pros meetings are going to be Wednesday, January 5th and 19 at 1 p.m. Eastern. Our market outlook is going to be Sunday, this Sunday coming up at 9 p.m. Eastern. Our next Go Ask a Trader meeting, January 12th, 11 a.m. Eastern. Our next trading performance meeting is January 26th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Again, for any of those meetings, have any questions, want to request coaching, any topics you'd like to see covered, go to the forums and look for the proper date of the session and then just respond to that date and we can get that arranged for you. All right, so what we're covering today 
is we have some open carryover positions from October and November, and that's going to be a January bear and a January M3 and a January UP1. And then our focus positions that were opened in December are going to be a February bull, February bearish butterfly, February super bull, February X4 version 17 and a 22. So let's go ahead and we will move forward. So we have a question from Charlie. Do I have the yearly returns for the bearish butterfly and the bull? Well, this is the end of the year, isn't it? So why don't we show the results for all the strategies for the year? We'll talk about the results for the strategies and I think that'll be fun. So we'll do that when we, when we finish this up. Uh, also, want to talk about a live, one of the positions that we do cover is a live M3.4U and it's timed differently than the standard M3.4U. It's, it's, it's a little bit less rule-based, but there's another, there's a separate purpose, which we'll talk about for us covering that particular strategy in that way. So let's take a look at what we have going on the positions. Then we'll take results and so forth. So for our bull trade, uh, we're currently focused on our focus position is this February uh, February position. And of course, we entered this at timing. Again, since we're entering strictly by entry date, the timing might be good, the timing might be bad. Again, we're doing this not subjectively here. So bad entry to timing, but um, we held on to this down move here that happened or occurred just after entry. And with the bounce, which normally happens in the marketplace as of Thursday, this is up $864. Now, uh, for you new people, bull strategy is essentially a bullish vertical. We put on non-subjectively uh, 10 delta. The This is a different contract size than normal. And that's because of some limitations that we had. So, you know, it's one thing when you're back testing, but it's another thing when you're dealing with a live uh, live positions here or, or real time positions. And we had to cut the con. We had to, we didn't have the strikes available that we wanted for the position. So we had to come up a little bit closer to the money. And doing that puts more risk in the position. So what we did is we cut down our contract size to, to deal with that. So, so sometimes we need to make these modifications when we're doing these real time. And this is one of the things that, uh, that happened here. Uh, we still have a $2,500 exit loss exit trigger here which would happen at somewhere around well, about 2070, probably, if the market were to come down. But so far, this is, this is good. Plant capital on this, by the way, $27,500. There are no adjustments. It's a, a go, no-go type of trade. And this is doing fine. The next position that we have as a focus position would be our January bear trade. If we take a look at our bear trade, this is what it currently looks like. Now, the bear trade is a $5,000 planned capital trade with a $1,500 profit target, a $1,500 um, exit loss trigger. This trading strategy is similar to the bearish butterfly, but it's, it's different in, in multiple ways uh, as well. And currently, this position is up $518 or about... Uh, let's see, what, 5% of, I'm sorry, this has a 30% exit loss trigger, 
profit target. So it's fifteen hundred dollars. So this is about uh, five thousand dollars plan capital. This is up five hundred dollars. So ten percent of our plan capital number. Notice that, and this is this is true for a lot of our positions, especially nowadays post COVID. Um, our planned capital is much, much higher. It tends to be much, much higher than the actual capital we're getting in the position. So this has a $5,000 planned capital. We only have, what, $250 or so, or almost $300 in the position. And, you know, if we have to scale in, that'll go up. But uh, we haven't been getting anywhere near our planned capital numbers, making the effective returns on these generally much higher than they look. But we, we do when we do look at our results, and we'll talk about that. We do everything off of planned capital, regardless of what got into the position. And again, that's that's to equalize your profits from a dollar standpoint. So, anyway, this here is exited 21 days to expiration. Remember, the bearish butterfly will go all the way into expiration. This is exited 21 days to expiration, regardless. Um, as of right now. Like I said, it's up 518. We'll see what happens during the week. We're going to start scaling back into this thing. If we get over 2270, which is up in this range here, we'll start uh, scaling into the bear trade. But as of right now, this is what it looks like. It looks good. If we go to the bearish butterfly, it's, it's um, the December. We'll just quickly see the December position when it pops up. But over here, this is what our January position briefly. Uh, this is not a focus position for this cycle, but this is what the position looks like. This looks almost exactly the same as the bear. It's 10 times the size. We're using iron butterflies for, for certain purposes that are outlined in uh, the program. But um, this is currently in this exact same position. Again, this will go into expiration if we don't hit our profit target. So this is a $50,000 planned capital position with a $15,000 profit target, $15,000 exit loss trigger. Um, it does get a, a reduced profit target at 21 days to expiration. So my guess with this strategy in January, we're probably gonna come out and close out somewhere in the, um, we're probably in the reduced profit target range uh, for this at 21 days to expiration, but it looks like a, a really nice setup for that. Um, we have an entry on Thursday because of the holiday of Friday, we entered Thursday on our bearish butterfly for February. So here we are. Asset price is 22.41. We go 17 to 27 points under the money. That puts us short strikes at 22.20, 50 point wings. Put in the iron butterfly. This is our entry position here uh, as of Thursday. I really like the bearish butterfly for this particular month, at least the entry. We'll see on market outlook as the um, as the technicals play out to see if it remains a good position for the long run. Remember, there's a big difference between a nice entry for a position and the trade working out because there's a lot of things that happen after the entry, especially to get these adjustable strategies and we have a lot of time that has to go by. So, um, but as far as an entry, this looks really nice and it's very likely that this will turn out well with cycle. So um, I like that. And let's move on here. And, it, and if anybody has any questions on these as we go along, you could do that. I don't mind going over one of these trades in its entirety if, if one of the members would like to see that, especially since um, the open house members don't have access to the whole trade 
because they don't have access to the Mac files, but um, of course members do have access to that. So here, let's go to our M3 and how that's looking. I'm just gonna go back to Monday here really quickly. And by the way, this was Monday on the bearish butterfly um, here. So let's go to, this is what Monday looked like on our January M3. We were here, we're in 20 contracts because of the implied volatility skew curves. We're out of the money with our calls because of the implied volatility skew curves right now. Uh, we, have a, uh, we have two adjustment points to the downside here. We have a positive 50 delta, or we have an 8% downside risk, 8% price move putting us more than $10,000 down. We are not at either one of those limits at this point. So there's really nothing to do here. There's no adjustment. But anyway, there, there, is, there is no adjustment here. Oh, I was going to talk about planned capital, $50,000 planned capital, $5,000 profit target, $5,000 exit loss trigger. Uh, as you'll notice here too, our capital in this thing is only $12,000. So we're no ways near our capital level limits here at this point. And you know, people ask me, well, if you only have $12,000 margin, why do you still call it $50,000 planned capital? It's because... The margin changes depending on implied volatility situation um, over time, right? So if we have this static strategy, we have our planned capital number. Sometimes we get way under that, but the reality is you have to trade your trade size based on, on your exit loss trigger or your risk when you exit rather than how much money you have or what the planned capital is. So we always trade off your risk size and our risk size in this webinar is $5,000. So if you have a $5,000 exit loss trigger, this is the size you're trading, even though you're not getting your capital number, okay? Um, that's the responsible way to trade anyway. So let's just kind of go this day by day. We had a rep move here. We had another rep move on the 22nd. We're up $3,800. Our adjustment trigger to the upside is minus 15 delta, by the way. So we haven't hit that there. And then Thursday, You can see our delta gets up to minus 36. So that is going to trigger an adjustment. Also notice we're near profit target here. We're at 45.92 at this point. So uh, for an adjustment here, our situation is we have 20 contracts and our call is essentially way out of the money at this point. It's only 15 delta. Under that specific situation, our adjustment procedure here is to move our call deeper in the money. So we're going to do a vertical. We're going to sell this 2370 call and we buy this 2250 call. We check our risk limits to the downside. Everything's fine. Uh, and we let this go. So as of Thursday here or close of market, uh, we are up 4590. It's going to take one slow day, a favorable implied volatility shift. So this is going to be out at profit target. We'll see what happens but that is looking good. That day may be today. So that is our January M3. Then we have a strategy referred to as UB1, which is a very simplistic SPX strategy with a $35,000 planned capital, at least the size that we're trading it here. And this is what this looks like. Now this is entry position for February. Uh, let's go over, let's take, ignore our trades here. So this trade is actually exited when the next trade is entered. 
so this it was our January position, and we're 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 exiting it because of time. So we're only up fifty dollars here, but um, again, that is the rules and the strategy. And what we're going to do is we're just going to exit it here because February it's time to enter. So we're going to close this out, and we're going to enter into February. UB one entry, by the way, is going to be. Uh, Law, uh, the long strikes are going to be at the money, which is 4730. Uh, at least we're going to start our, we're going to start analyzing our entry position that way. And then we're going to do a 40 point wing and then a 60 point wing. In this case, if we did that, we would be a positive 15.89 delta. That's outside the strategy's uh, delta limits. So to correct that, there are multiple ways to correct it. And in some strategies like the uh, version 14, we're correcting it using a put. In uh, other strategies, we, we correct it other ways. In this strategy, we're correcting it by rolling the long strikes higher. There's pluses and minuses to doing each. So this is a good time to just quickly talk about, you know, when we have these rule-based strategies, our objective here isn't to find the strategy that wins all the time, the magical strategy that doesn't exist. Our objective here is to uh, understand each strategy, each type of entry strategy, each type of adjustment strategy, each type of profit target or not profit target strategy in max loss strategies. So all these, all these um, dynamics come together to form a trade uh, or a set of guidelines that perform well under certain conditions and anything that performs well under certain conditions is going to perform poorly under different types of conditions. Yes, they perform well over a wide range of conditions, but there are certainly distinct advantages to being positioned certain ways at certain times. And when we look at the yearly results, we'll try to talk about that when we look at the pro results. So anyway, uh, this is the way to do that. And this is the entry for UB1 on um, on this. This also has different adjustment strategies, by the way, than version 14 and version 17 and so forth. When we get to the X4 strategies. So that turned out to be basically a break even. And other trades we want to look at here, where our focus position is our Super Bowl. So our Super Bowl for February currently looks like this. This is a $1,000 plant capital trade. We actually have over $1,000 in it. And like I said, when we talk about this as we go along, uh, we talk about why that is. But this is a $1,000 plan capital. And it also has a exit loss trigger of our maximum capital of $1,200. In other words, you don't exit this trade when it loses. Um, that being the case, you have to trade it a responsible size. Um, this is one of our best win rate trades that we have, actually, uh, as simplistic as it is and theoretically uh, low probability from a theoretical standpoint, as it is um, the win rate in this thing's well over 90%, it's like 94% or something. So um, very, 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 very nice strategy here. But anyway, we basically do nothing until our next cycle, which is March is 65 days to expiration. So we don't even look at this for the next 20 days uh, as far as making any kind of a decision whether to exit it or not. Uh, there are no adjustments to the strategy, but it's very simplistic, very powerful, as you'll see in the results when you look at them. So that is the status of that trade. Uh, the other two trades that we're going to look at is just a version 17. This is our February version 17. 
there have been no adjustments to this strategy, entered 77 days to expiration. Uh, well, they, there are adjustments to the strategy, but there have been no adjustments to this particular trade. I should clarify that. This was entered 77 days to expiration. It's exited when our uh, April is 77 days to expiration, which is very far away. So we still have a long time yet to go in this particular strategy. Uh, there are no profit target numbers, but we have an exit loss trigger of $2,500, uh, which doesn't come down until the SPX gets down into the range here of 4380, the way we currently sit. And uh, we have a rollback here if we exceed our short strikes, which are around 4,500. So chances are we're probably not gonna have to do anything to this trade and it's probably gonna work out quite well for the February cycle. And then we have our X4 version 22, which I wanna go back to Monday for that. And we'll look at this trade on Monday too. So this trade on Monday, uh, let's see here, this trade on, One day here look like this. If we go to X4 version 22, this is a different strategy than the X4 version 14 and the 17. This is a butterfly call, some, similar to, somewhat similar to like what an M3 might be. <clears throat> it has different, specifically has different types of adjustment parameters for specific purposes as we described in the X4 program. But this strategy here is, more an implied volatility strategy than a price movement strategy. And when implied volatility goes in its favor, which typically happens during down moves, we can get some very nice um, pops in this. So this at this point here is up $3,100 on a $35,000 plan capital and really only about $9,000 actual capital. This can make really good money under conditions where the V17 and the V14 tend to struggle. But when the V17 does really well, this tends to lose. Um, you'll see this trading strategy did horribly in 2021. It did very well in early 2020 when some of the other strategies were taking a little bit of heat. So, you know, when we look at the X4 strategy system, where we have the 14, the 17, and the 22, they're all designed for different purposes within the marketplace, which we apply subjectively, by the way, when we get to stage five. But, you can see this does very well in this type of environment where we're getting um, whacked to the downside here. It does poorly when we switch environments and we get the bounce. So you'll watch that here. You'll watch that come into play Tuesday. We get the bounce and we get the crush in profit and loss. Wednesday and you end up hitting a delta adjustment. So our delta adjustment to the upside is minus 25. So that being the case, we're going to roll this in. But you see where our profit and loss gets crushed pretty well here, where the profit and loss in the V17 is, is really doing really well at this point. Um, if we go to Thursday here, as of Thursday, this is what we look like. We're up $1,400 and we are, currently within parameters for an adjustment. So no issues there. That's what the X4 version 22 looks like. Let's jump in 
and we'll just take a look at the year and review here on all the different trading strategies that we have, as well as what we did in the pro membership. So our bull strategy for 2021 is uh, the total results for the year. We had nine wins, three losses, and the total return was 39.43%. This strategy has no trade overlap. Um, meaning that is a real number if a person were to come in here, and I'm not necessarily suggesting doing this, but if they were to come in here and trade their total account um, at the uh, total account in this specific strategy, then um, 39.43%. So that's the number for the bull strategy. Then we have, uh, and by the way, that is above normal. Our normal return for this strategy is around 22 to 24% on a year. So um, that's, that would be the average over a period of time. Of course, we have some months, some years that are higher, like 39 here. We've had years as high as 65 or 70%, I think. I think it was definitely in the 60s, if I remember, recall properly, um, as far as return. And we've had losing some losing years. So on average, that runs 22 our bear trade here was a slight loss, which isn't bad considering this is clearly a bear trade, a bearish, bearish position. And um, the market was so bullish this year. Uh, we had a, uh, this trade doesn't overlap either. We had a, a real realized loss of 4.9%. And that was uh, that position. We had five wins and seven losses. So we lost more than we won, but our wins were bigger than our losses. So um, that's how that one turned out. Again, these two trades are two very distinctly different trading strategies, and they're designed to take advantage of different types of things, and therefore their vulnerabilities lie in different types of things. Um, the bull results, the bull strategy is done on the Russell. Um, in as far as the ones we track, the Super Bowl is done on the SPX. Okay, and. Let's move on to M3. So our M3 strategy for 2021, we had seven wins, five losses, which is from a win-loss perspective is we've had many more losses than expected. Well, more, more than expected. So I usually figure eight and four or nine and three. Seven and five is more losses than normal. Um, our year-to-date return on this ended up being 39.72% which is less than, well, it's slightly less than normal. Usually we're in the 40 to 50 range. So it's a little bit less than normal. Our win rate was a little bit less than normal. Um, this is an overlapping trade. So if you take into, like if you're going to compare this to a bull trade, for example, because this trade overlaps, you'd have to cut the, um, the uh, adjusted overlap in time uh, in half. So you'd be at 19.86%. Uh, that said, Given the capital levels in the market right now, I mean, when you're doing an M3, you're not even, we have a 50,000 plan capital, you're not even near 25,000. You could literally trade them both overlaps in an account and not, and not, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? And not have to um, adjust for that. So that's kind of um, interesting the way we look at this. But if you if you do this, if you cut it in half, it's 19.86, which is, is below normal. Usually we're averaging in the 25 or so percent in a year. Uh, our bearish butterfly for 2021 came in with uh, 10 wins and two losses. 
the two losses occurred uh, one after the other in January and February, right? We took two maximum losses here. The rest of the year uh, came back positive. And we were talking about that. If you remember back in when we got the results for February, um, I was talking about how the market conditions, and this is the benefit of being subjective in your trading, is you would have avoided probably January and February because of the type of market we were in. Um, and I, we, we talked about it back at the time. The, uh, but if you go back and review the sessions when we're talking about this in this time frame, of saying the rest of the year is going to be really good for, or is very likely to be really good for the bearish butterfly, and it was. And if you take a look at this, we're down 60, 70% in February, and we end the year up 85.0%. That's a 150% swing from our lows. So that is a fantastic, fantastic um, run for the bearish butterfly. So we end up the year. 85.06%, a little over 85% year-to-date return. This is below average. Typically, the um, typically the uh, returns in this are around 100% or so, um, trade for trade. And uh, when you adjust for over, account overlap, it usually runs around 50%. This year adjusted for account overlap is 42.53, which is a really nice return for the year. Um, so a question here is why was, <laughs> what was bad for the, the bearish butterfly in January and February? Well, if you, if you just look at the name of the bearish butterfly, it's a bearishly biased position. And in May and in the expiration cycle of in the Russell, in the expiration cycles of January, which I guess, can I move this? Yeah. This is what the market looked like. Remember, we, we entered the January expiration cycle in November. This is what the market looked like for January and February. We had the Russell literally went up from 1550 to uh, what? Uh, 2250. That's that's 700 points to the upside. You're not going to have a bearish bias strategy um, win in a 700 point up move. What's 700 points of 1550? That's a what a 50%. That's close. That's that's over a 40% move up in the asset in a very short period of time. And it's a bearishly um, biased strategy. So you're not going to have that any more than if you have a bull strategy. You're going to we'll stand a 50% cut in the marketplace. So again, there is no magic strategy that, that is going to be wonderful at all times. I mean, you can create that back testing because you can, you can time things and adjust things to adjust the losses out of it. But, you, but in real time or real live trading, you're not going to have that. So that is, uh, that's the results there. If we go to our rock trade, we have, um, we ended up with, oh, by the way, if you look at the winning trade, right, go to the winningtrade.com, which is where, we, where we, we talk about these trades. We do examples of the whole trade. So that is, um, that is a, a fantastic resource for the strategies. When we were doing the results or, the, or, or we have this vote going on right now, so you can go to the winningtrade.com and take a look at the last uh, episode, I think it's episode 70. 
and you can vote for your favorite trading strategy. We didn't know we didn't have the results in for December yet. We thought December was going to maybe take a 10% loss, but ended up taking only a 2.6% loss. Um, so this ended up being our top performing trading strategy for the year when you cover when you take overlap and so forth into account. Uh, and that is going to give us uh, a return of 50.77% for the year, which is well below normal, by the way. Typically, this is closer to 100 for the year, but um, fantastic results nonetheless. The Rock Strategy returned fantastic results for uh, 2021. And uh, so you might want to consider that when you, when you do the vote. All right, back to the bearish butterfly. Will you change the bearish butterfly to larger wings? No, I will not. Um, there's many, uh, there's many, many reasons to not do that. Okay. Um, all right. So moving, and no, I'm not, I'm not getting into last year's stuff right now. Uh, so here, um, that was the, the rock strategy, our N3.4 U, which ends up turning out to be our second best performing strategy for 2021 ended up being 10 wins, two losses, year-to-date return, 96.76%. That is substantially better than normal. Normally that's close to what an, uh, uh, close to what an M3 does. So standard M3 typically, perf this performs typically a little bit better than the standard M3, although the standard M3 is a little more consistent from year to year. Um, so really good returns for this particular thing. If you adjust for counter overlap, it's 48.38%, almost as much as a rock trade, which is really nice. Um, our V32 underperformed for the year. We had eight wins, four losses, year-to-date return of 26.17%. Typically, this is closer to 40. Um, we had some bad timed, poorly timed entries and so forth, and that created that. Um, but you know, that's not a bad return, 26.17. Our UB1 strategy ended up with a loss for the year. And as we talked about, or we've been talking about all year, that's due to the implied volatility, the unusual implied volatility skew curves that are preventing the types of adjustments we do with at UB1. We do certain types of adjustments. Like I said, we, we vary them from trade to trade. This uses a delta theta relationship for a, an adjustment. And since our delta theta numbers are so far off and our delta numbers are so, are so different than they have been in the past, that type of upside adjustment strategy hasn't been beneficial for this. And we ended up taking a 12.8% loss um, uh, on that particular strategy. There will be a time in the future when that type of adjustment strategy comes in and is very useful and beneficial. Right now it is not. Um, our X4 version 14, nine wins, three losses, 46.9% uh, return. Adjusted for account overlap, 23.46. That's about average for the strategy, maybe slightly above average. Uh, our X417 turned in at 88% trade for trade, 11 wins, one loss, with a 44% adjusted for account overlap. Again, that's a little, this, is, this is higher than normal. Typically, we're going to be uh, a little bit less than this, probably closer to uh, our M3 numbers but a very good year for that. And notice that we had a very good year for V17, a very good year for uh, V14. The V22 by default is gonna have a very bad year. And again, that's because that's the way that we assemble the strategies because they're designed to be worked using in different types of markets. So even though we cover them non-subjectively here, 
and this goes for the 14 and the 17 also, even though we cover them non-suggestively here to, uh, for an example, to teach you how to trade better. Um, the reality is we're not trading these all at the same time, all, all the time. Um, this 22 had the worst year we've ever had in it, which is a minus 68.19 or 34% uh, with account overlap. Now, if you took the three X four strategies together and you combine them together, the results are actually very good. But because we had an 88% in our 17 and we had a, um, what do we have in our 14 here? We had a 46 in our uh, 14. So that, that offsets that, okay. Um, Let's move forward here and take a look at Super Bowl. So our Super Bowl in 2021 has returned a total of 117.2% for the year. We had 12 wins and zero losses in the Super Bowl. Fantastic, fantastic year for that. Um, because of the way we manage this, what we do, if you were going to do this at an account level, you can only trade at maximum a tenth of your account. So to correct that to the other strategies, this would be corrected down to a 41.72% uh, return, which again, when you consider the simplicity of the strategy and the fact you don't have to monitor it and all this other stuff, um, that's actually a very fantastic um, return there. And then um, just quickly talk about our pro trades. So our pro trades are subjective trading strategies where we uh, we use our technical analysis that we do in Market Outlook to uh, analyze the market, and then we make trade plans based on the not not necessarily a particular trade, but the the techniques, the entry, the exit, the adjustment techniques, the positioning techniques that we learn in the Go membership. We apply them subjectively here um, out in the pro membership. And you know, we talk about examples and we vary our planned capital numbers and all kinds of things. But if you go return trade for trade our planned capital, we did in the pro membership, let's see, we had 14 wins and one loss. And this is the SPX on the top here, 14 wins and one loss in the SPX. We had 14 wins and one loss on the Russell. Total trade for trade return planned capital is 456.75%, which is something that you can do when you subjectively and effectively apply the trading techniques that we use and the technical analysis te techniques that we use within the pro membership, okay? Now we vary planned capital um, during these and, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to compare this to the go sheets. So in other words, uh, sometimes we're up at $200,000 planned capital, other times we're down at $70,000 planned capital. So that's gonna be a little bit misleading. I'm going to make a correction for that. I'm working on that now. You can see them. Uh, if you go earlier on here, I'm actually going to use dollar amounts com compared to a, what would be a um, estimated account that you number that you need in order to do this. Okay, um, and and then um, and then we'll make a correction for that. So uh, I'm working on that now. I don't have that completed yet, but I'll I'll do that for the members here uh, for our next pro meeting. All right, so that's what we have for results. So uh, the other thing that I wanted to look at quickly is our simulated trade. So this is our uh, live simulated trade. This is an M3.4 U also. It actually happens to be in the same expiration month as our guidelines M3.4 U, but it has a, um, 
I entered it, I entered this at a different date. So currently this year, our guideline guideline one is up like $500. This one's up about 51. Again, that's due to a, a different entry date and therefore gives, gives us different positioning. Um, but this is up uh, $31. Now, the reason we do, I'm doing this live position for uh, our members is uh, for a couple of reasons. One is we're showing a different timing uh, cycle on the M3.4U, which is our core stage three strategy um, for our non-subjective guidelines traders who traders are at that level in their uh, development. Um, one of the reasons is, is, is to show the differences in timing. And the other one is also to talk about live execution. You know, you often get this question, well, yeah, I mean, you know, how do you, you know, how do you deal with slippage? And, you know, that's like in this type of trading, for the most part, that's a, um, that's not a consideration. So if we come into our option and explore, one of the things I do here is, uh, if you take a look at this and I go live, this is what our position is in Option Net Explorer. Uh, we are basically a break even here. We're at $4 uh, PL. Uh, a more accurate, basically, what I'm doing here is when I convert this, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll trade live. Okay, I'll make a live adjustment. These are live prices here. So I'll make a live adjustment here at live prices. And then I'll go into Option Net Explorer and I'll simply convert them at whatever price happens to be there. Right. So this is simulating backtesting versus live trading. And it tells, gives us a difference between, you know, how much, um, what some people would call slippage there is. Now I've done this for 15 years, um, the same exercise, either option view or option to explore. And what I find is that over time, sometimes you do better than option to explore. Sometimes you do worse than option to explore. And over time, it ends up about the same. Uh, again, there, there are specific times when you're going to do a lot worse and specific times when you do a lot better. But if you look at average over time, which is what you're doing when you're back testing, um, it's about the same. So here you can see we're down about $6. Um, here live, including commissions, we're up about $25. So in this particular case, I'm executing live better than what Option Net Explorer is telling me, which is not uncommon. It's not uncommon. A lot of times we'll do actually better than Option Net Explorer. So you want to make sure you, you know, you want to keep that in mind. Sometimes you do worse, sometimes you do better. Now, if you whether you do better or worse on a trade-by-trade -trade basis will sometimes drastically affect the result of that trade. But um, as we talked about in backtesting within the membership, backtesting is just kind of a guide. It's not proof that the strategy would have made money or lost money. It's just on a particular trade. It's just kind of a guide to give you an idea of how this trade reacts and so forth. All right. But anyway, this is uh, this is this position for anybody interested uh, in that. And uh, as of right now, this is up a little bit. So that's that. And then I have a couple of other questions we'll address and then we'll close things up. So. Um, are there specific reasons why you use a strategy on a particular underlying? Yeah, so one of the things that uh, a lot of people aren't aware of yet because they get into this type of trading and they, and they get into this type of trading and they follow rules and they don't really understand the strategy, okay? And realistically, if you ever decide that you want to rely on trading as an income or, or heaven forbid, go out full-time as a trader, 
these are the types of questions that you should intuitively have a complete and full understanding of. And these are the types of things that we're trying to um, understandings that we, we, we build within the Go membership and, and the type of training that we do. It's, it's one of, it's, you know, to me, this is extremely important. Um, each strategy is going to have different uh, price movement scenarios, different price cycles, and different implied volatility structure. Right, so there's, you don't just have the applied volatility of the market or the VIX. You have you know horizontal and vertical um, implied volatility skew curves, and they all affect different positions differently, and they're different in different assets. You know, the Russell has a very different implied volatility skew curve than the SPX, and you shouldn't be trading the same strategies on the SPX as you trade on the Russell. There should be some sort of a difference to them. Um, you know, then if you if, if you have the NDX that has a different completely different implied volatility skew curve uh, on that. And then if you go into Apple or something like that, that has a different, the implied volatility reacts differently. And when the implied volatility reacts differently, um, the strategies react differently. Now, the way a, a particular strategy reacts to the difference in implied volatility may or may not make a difference um, from time to time. But um, believe me, it does, you know, depending on how the applied volatility is different and what the exact guidelines are of the strategy. Like, for example, a Super Bowl doesn't care about implied volatility skew curves, but you get into something like broken wing butterflies, calendars, um, condors, uh, diagonals, anything like that. Um, implied volatility skew curve plays a big factor. And you know, if you're arbitrarily applying one set of rules to the other strategy, that's generally not a good practice. Okay, so you definitely want to consider that when you're doing a strategy. So that's why we do that. Okay, and let's see, was there any other questions here? Uh, okay, Sherry's just mentioning we do share all the returns of the trading strategy results in the community. Um, Bearish Butterfly returns 2012 through 2021, right? So we have resources in the community that we talk where we have, in other words, I do this sheet. Um, every year. So I have, uh, I mean, not necessarily back to 2008, but we have these sheets. I've been doing these for many years and I have um, results for all the strategies month by month that we cover from the time I started doing the sheets. So like I said, depending on the strategy, it's going to, it's going to differ how far back they go. But, um, but this is something that we have in the resources of the, uh, of the community for the traders. Okay. Uh, again, you shouldn't be relying on these to determine which strategy to trade. What you should be doing instead is learning to understand the strategy and then eventually get to the point where you can subjectively, subjectively apply the techniques of the strategy in the marketplace. That's what's going to give you the best uh, chance at being successful long-term as a trader, not, not by following a set of rules or a particular trade. Okay, so I hope that was helpful for everybody. I hope everybody enjoyed this. Uh, I encourage you to check out our membership levels. We have some fantastic education here when it comes into the realm of complex options trading. So I hope to be seeing you soon in 2022. Good luck to everybody for the year and I hope you have a great new year and trade well. Thanks all.